0: Welcome to the 301 Colored Commentators, a monthly podcast series where two black men from the state of Maryland debate and get their hot takes on movies, professional wrestling, and TV shows. So have a listen, have a look-see, but nonetheless, enjoy! Hey, hey, what's up? What's going on, people? How y'all doing?
1: Hope y'all great.
0: Hope y'all miss us. We're back. Episode number five. Yes, sir. 301 Colored Commentators. Cy.
1: Anthony
0: yes today we got something special for you guys um of course let me just introduce ourselves again as the 301 colored commentators it's a podcast series where we two black men in the state of maryland give give our hot takes on pro wrestling music movies television series general pop culture entertainment absolutely today we're going to talk about three topics the 2015 sleeper hit movie sicario mm-hmm. uh the widespread controversial issue of a cte Headshots and pro wrestling. Yeah. And lastly, the FX series Snowfall. Yep. Yeah. Um,
1: Before we jump into that, you know, let's talk about certain current issues, current where issues. We de- dealing with, like you know, music.
0: What do what you currently listen to, sir? Oh, um, I was recently in Vegas and rocking to that. Um, I was at a Tunnelingus concert, a Southern underground rap group, mm-hmm. and they had Seattle rapper Sadistic with them. And the producer for Tunnelingus, No, him and Sadistic recently put out an LP called. Bring me back when the world is cured. Well, okay. I, I really like that record. Um, it's in one, one of my. It's in one of my top three this year, along with uh, the recently released uh, "It's Almost Dry" by Pusha T. I've with
1: that. I, I, I've been listening to that too, man. That's can't, a good one. Can't go wrong with can't go wrong with Push, man. That's the album's pretty damn good. I like it. Yeah. Bars for days. Um, but Chuck, back to what you were saying. Um, uh, I saw some footage from. A, and social media and stuff of, of your trip you look like you had a time at oh, a yeah. concert i had so a fun time man I, that's awesome man I, i'm glad you did you know you um, need to enjoy the fruits of your labor sometimes so. yeah most definitely Good, bro, that you bro. got most out there and, and enjoyed it a little bit but yeah um i'm listening to the same thing outside of, you know the usual Afrobeats is always in rotation hmm. but um i'm listening to the new pusher uh, i'm also listening to sirs chasing summer Funny enough, during the lockdown, that was probably my most listened-to album back in 2020. It came out in 2019, but I just revisited it lately, and it's still fire. Um, he's on TV Yeah. He's like an R&B kind of artist.
0: Speaking of T V, Kendrick Lamar. He's probably going to drop an album in May. May. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Should be fire. Should be. So yeah, but yeah. That, that's basically that. That um, yeah. So Pusher. Afrobeats, chasing summer by sir and then um, i'm trying to think what else uh, yeah that's about it uh, that, that's coming to mind uh, anything else currently in your um in your rotation no nah, nothing else currently
0: nah beyond some older stuff that i listen to yeah it's in my car right now but other than that nah, there's newer stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah. I,
1: I think even speaking of which uh since, since we've had our last episode, a couple of interesting things have happened in showbiz.
0: Yeah, the infamous Will Smith Chris Rock slap. <laughs> I'm tired of that.
1: Hey, uh, Doug, uh, so what are your thoughts?
0: My thing is this comedians are just doing their jobs, and that was not something that was worth slapping a comedian over. Yeah. And plus, Will Smith is a cuckold. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: my God! I'm serious. He only, guy after, he only <laughs> slapped her. Slapped him because what's it called his wife eye rolled, and then he felt like he had to go do something, especially to preserve his image after he was on camera crying because of his wife's entanglements.
1: Yeah, man. I there's a lot to unpack from, from that from that uh, event, man. Um, I personally, I, I am pretty disappointed at Will Smith. You know actions. Uh, some people believe you know he did the right thing by protecting his woman, protecting black women and stuff. Um, I understand, but there are better ways to handle that. Because that was assault. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. You, you could have yeah. gone to jail that night. So um, I personally would have hollered at him or gone to confront him backstage and be like, "Yo, that wasn't cool. An apology is due." Mm-hmm. Um, but. And ironically, the fact that people have said like, yo, he's protecting his woman, uh, protecting black woman. <laughs> Jada then comes out and says, I don't need protection. I'm like, no, <laughs> your husband just risked it all. Yeah. And you over here just brushing him aside. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, should, you, should, you, should, you should try to protect him. We're trying to protect him. Yeah, instead of talking about how you just
0: smash just some of your own son's friends, just teenage just, friends yeah. on social media. Just,
1: just defend him at this point. Like, the, the action was, you could have handled it better, but just defend him. And if you don't be married no more, just get a divorce. Yeah, I am not even gonna go. That's none of my business. I don't even give a shit. about this stuff. Um, but at the same time, I, when you bring something to the to the limelight, like, to public, you should be able to. You should expect everything that goes, with, all the smoke that yeah. people's opinions and stuff. That's why I mean, you keep your you keep your your stuff in, in house. Don't. Don't broadcast it yeah, like that. Don't air your laundry, especially your marriage and stuff. That, that stuff is supposed to be handled in the house, though. Yeah, some celebrities are notoriously so, private and for good reason. Yeah, so it comes with a territory. You make mm-hmm. it public, public, the public opinion will also be had. Yeah, they're going to find out. So, they're going to be looking, digging. I, I don't condone the ridiculing and all that has come from that. It's warranted. But at the same time, you ask for it by making it public. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. I'm disappointed in will. And like, it looks like his career has taking a toll. It has since lots of stuff being canceled. The Netflix show that he was supposed to be part yeah, of. Yeah, um, the Academy has what banned him
0: for ten years. He can't be at he can't be at an Oscar ceremony even if he's nominated for something. Right, right. Or so, even if he wins.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a taint. And it's like uh, sadly for him. He had the most prestigious award award a male could have that night and it was ruined by that slap and I don't even remember who the other winners
0: were that night neither yeah,
1: yeah it's just it's I mean besides Quest love and, and unfortunately that was that was the award yeah, first time in the award ceremony that it was actually produced and directed by by colored people yeah like, first time yeah first time man, it just for that to happen it just, it just marred the
0: event marred the occasion.
1: Yeah. Granted, I don't really give a shit about what people think about us. regardless. Carlos, I still think he could have. He could have handled that better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he laughed at first when he saw his wife. Yeah. Well, oh, I gotta do something. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I think Chris Rock handled it well. because yeah. it, it could have gotten ugly. He was professional about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it could have gotten real ugly. So kudos to him for how he handled it. He- he's still not um, trying to. Ad- he's still not trying
0: to address it yet in none of his standups. Right, but um, right. he-, he 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 will eventually.
1: A lot of people are like, he knew he had alopecia. How do you know he knew? I don't know it's public information. I don't even, I didn't know I about it.
0: I don't know if he knew. I mean, I know she put it out there on TikTok or whatever and she just said- put it said, out there
1: publicly. I still so don't know. A lot of people just still didn't
0: know. So she's like, I just gotta laugh about it. Yeah, so. But the G.I. Jane joke itself was not a dig at It was even Aleplees. light.
1: It was even light. It was light, yeah. I can get how you could be offended, but it wasn't like he was coming for you. For the like, alopecia, G.I.
0: you're making fun of that. Yeah, Just that you look respect. like Demi Moore and G.I. Jane, right. you shaved your head. It was
1: a light. J- it was actually a very light joke. It yeah. It wasn't even that offensive. But mm-hmm. I mean, I get how it was a touchy subject, it still didn't warrant a slap.
0: Yeah, if you now if you, now, you went at her because it's alopecia or something yeah, like that, then maybe yeah. it might have warranted that, but not. it wasn't that wasn't the case.
1: Right, right. So yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. Yeah man. Yeah man. That's okay.
0: Fun. Let's talk about this. What are you get what do you get into? Sicario. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sicario was released in two thousand fifteen. It was written by Taylor Sheridan, mm-hmm. directed by Dennis Villanueva, and it stars uh, Josh Brolin. Benicio del Toro, Oscar winner, and Emily Blunt, also Oscar nominee just like Josh Brolin. This was a sleeper hit actually. I didn't know nothing about it when I went to the theater with two of my other friends back in the fall of 2015. Yeah, Yeah, It was, even with these big names attached to it, it's like it went under the radar. It
1: did.
0: Yeah, Yeah. but um, it's an action drama that follows a principled FBI agent played by Emily Blunt yeah. who gets enlisted by a government task force led by Benicio, Benicio Del Toro and Josh Brolin mm-hmm. to take down a Mexican cartel but the lengths to which they go to uh, and, and how deep they get is what really drives the, are really some of the driving factors and what pushes the film forward yeah. and some of the things that also, some of the things that the film was also heavily praised for Besides the acting and the screenplay, was the cinematography.
1: Yeah, it was actually pretty fire. Yeah, what's it called? Those aerial shots that they took of of Juarez and Sonara Cartel and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were beautiful. Even when they're driving through Juarez, even like in the early. Yeah, when they got the
0: Mexican police escorting them. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty dope. That was dope, yeah. And
1: illustrating like how. cartel pretty much siege the town. And they got the bodies hanging. Yeah, up on yeah, 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 that was pretty cool. And that
0: was, that was controversial because the mayor of Ciudad Juarez, yeah. he wasn't well, condemned it for their negative portrayal of Mexican cities.
1: Like, the shit goes on there. It happens. Yeah. I get where he's coming from, though, but that's what happens in Juarez, though. Yeah. <laughs> it really does happen. It, it, it's, it's like old school, it's like Medellin when, when Pablo was there, though. Pretty much, yeah, and they, and, they, and they got plenty of Medellin um, yeah, really, incorporated it's a,
0: it's in the story, movie, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So. I mean, the themes, Um, it just goes very deep to show the kind of cunning lengths to which the American government will go to maintain a certain status quo. Like um, them using Del Toro's character, is it's kind of, for me that's kind of reminiscent of what they did in the 40s and 50s with Operation Paperclip. Very much,
1: yeah. very much. And uh, for those that don't know what Operation Paperclip is, it's basically after World War II, a lot of the Nazis that were, you know, now unemployed because they had laws were, you know, (laughs) know, taken in by the US government as agents or whatever you want to call it or hired by the US government to do their work, so making, making friends with the enemy. and in
0: return they got what's it called they got us citizenship names cover identities and got taught how to speak american english with accents
1: yeah in other words they weren't criminalized even though they were criminals yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh some (laughs) of them are probably still around too yeah got families
0: uh, with grown children and grandchildren don't even know about their nazi past yeah kind of goes to show you that um so your friend david smith he could be what's it called hans brunheyer
1: right Yeah, hundred percent. Nazi war criminal. Yeah, exactly. And it goes to show you that there is, in reality, even though we've, we 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 market a whole idea ideology of moral morality in this country, or morality from the government. You know, in yeah. the U.S. It, it's not. It's not. It's not real. Yeah, we do things that we
0: that we, that the government tells us that only other countries do.
1: Yeah. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's all about interests. Self-interest, self-interest money, yeah, money, power. That's it, power. There's no morality in anything that we push, even though we market
0: it that way. Yeah, like with, with this film right here, the way they the way they convey that theme is, what's it called? They're not trying to actually, they're not trying to overthrow any Mexican or South no. American drug cartels. Right, right. They're trying to just make, keep one cartel in yeah. charge of everything. Consolidate
1: this, yeah. Because it's more easily manageable for exactly. a government that way. Yeah. yeah, when it's, when it's, when it's, uh... When it's dis- distributed or should I say dispersed or broken up into different sectors, it's harder to track and harder to kind of mm-hmm. control. So the whole goal, like you said, was to try and, you know, get just one Yeah. Get it away get it away
0: from the what's it called? The um get it away from the Mexicans. Yeah. Yeah, like in this film the Del Toro Scatter is a Colombian. He's a pros- he's, he's an ex prosecuting attorney. Yeah. And what's it called? He um his wife and daughter were killed by the uh, the Mexican cartel, so he becomes a hitman as a result. Yeah. Willing to work for anyone and anybody who'll turn him loose against the people that killed that killed his family. Yep. Yes. So yeah, that, that that's what it is that's what it's about for him personally.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just uh, revenge. He lost his whole yeah. family, so he decided to work with them. So yes. that's and that, he, yeah. He, yeah. And, and that's man. kinda like the, the parallel that Sai is trying to drive with the Operation Paperclip. He was once part of the Medellin cartel, which was the, the enemy in the eighties, early nineties, mid nineties, mm-hmm. um, that the U.S. was trying to crack down on, on the war on drugs. They were the main enemy, and now that they have been, you know, dissolved and defeated, he is now hired by the U.S. government, similar to how Operation Paperclip hired old Nazis to work for the U.S. government. So, and
0: Josh Brolin's character, Matt Graver, he. He's just so flippin'. It's like he's he's been at this for years. And it's like it's like nothing to him.
1: He's a bait legend too. Mm-hmm. He was just using them to, as bait the whole time. Yeah, um, pretty much, yeah. Uh, Blunt's character. Yeah, and yeah, yeah it was, it was
0: used to Boy, you guys are saying the back. but well, why are we going? Because the CIA can't operate in U.S. territory without a domestic agency attached. Yeah, <laughs> when yeah. when the Kaluuya's character was mounting the war, right. like He like he knew. He knew. He knew. Yeah.
1: Shout out to Kalua, man. He's a um, you know Kenyan, British. You know. Shout yeah. out to. Him and Emily Blunt, both English
0: actors in here.
1: Yep, shout out to the continent. Mm-hmm. You know, Kenyan first, then British, but you you might know him from Get Out. But yeah. this is one of his earlier movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: Yeah, and um what's it called? The um plenty of scenes in the film. It's like it's comparable to Narcos on the Netflix or even the film Savages, which came out the same like you know, three years prior to this. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think this is a little different in the sense that like in those kind of movies like narcos savages blow you get an angle from both both perspectives you get the u.s. side like how the government is working you also get an inside look from the villain or like the actual cartel how in yeah. this one it's mostly based on the u.s. side like you, you're seeing it through the lens of the government yeah the, specifically really, specifically through emily blunt's character yeah Kate Macer, exactly yeah. not so much you don't really this they don't really give you an, an inside look on the all different facets. Yeah, yeah. So it's mostly just based on you know, like yeah. the feds, the DEA, and all you know.
0: Yeah, the only film, the only film related to this that actually examined all facets of the drug trade from the from the perspectives of the the cartel, yeah. law enforcement, uh, the uh, the courts, yeah. and even the drug users themselves was another film that Benicio Del Toro was in that he won the Oscar for
1: Traffic. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah Traffic was a good one. I, that was well put together. I mean, that was well put together.
0: All yeah. different sides, all the different colors they the used colors, to yes, differentiate Colors, yeah, to which, which differentiate. Which, which section we're looking at now. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. It was well put. Yeah,
0: and yeah. this film right here, though, it's like, <sighs> Are you? You just get captivated by some of the acting too. Like even in the interrogation scenes, like uh, that Del Toro and a Brolin use. Like when they use him on that one Mexican
1: yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah the, the brother. Yeah, Guillermo Diaz. Yeah, 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 when Del Toro walks in the room, just gets in his face, crotch all up in his face. Yep. Tells him, Arita los conocer Dios en tierra Yankee. Talking about you going all about hell in Yankee land, nigga. <laughs> and the other guy said, out. I'm gonna step out. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yo, know, and it, it's, it, it's done with with no emotion. No it's emotion. Just like, Yo, this is procedure. This is how it's gonna get done. Yeah, and he's
0: crying like no baby. Yeah, yeah. And the
1: yeah. like, the fuck you keep looking at me for? Yeah, no, I ain't right, Exactly.
0: And they show the drain of the floor, and and it's left up to the viewers' imagination what they're doing to this guy to get information out of him. Right. And him going. ooh. yeah, yeah, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like the hell are they doing to him? Yeah. And what do you need that great big water thing for too that he came in the interrogation room with? Well, right.
1: At first, I thought it was going to do the you know the, the water, board. water board joint. Yeah. But I don't. I, I don't think they did yeah, that because I mean, we would have yeah. saw some water go down the drain. Right. That was my first thing. Well, first thing I thought of
0: when I saw that. Yeah. And another um, what's it called? Another shout out, John Bernthal. He's a DMV actor. He was in Sicario as well. Oh, he right. was the the he Phoenix cop. That, oh, the one that Kate was about to give with, so she realized. Yeah, yeah the one he's he, on the payroll.
1: Kate's on the payroll as well. He's about to smash. Yeah, he, he <laughs> was
0: about to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Johnny Burnball, shout out to him because he just he was on. He's got a starring role on another on a Baltimore show, a Baltimore miniseries on HBO oh, called "Rerun the City." Oh, I've seen commercials for that. It's good. Yeah, I saw that the first episode aired last night. It was pretty good.
1: Oh, I, I need to check that out. This it's
0: has just started here. Almost a spiritual successor to The Wire almost they got plenty of okay. actors on there okay but yeah so okay. far it's straight.
1: yeah 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 i definitely have to check that out
0: what are um, your what are some of your favorite scenes
1: in this film gotta be the like the last the dinner the, yeah leading even leading to the dinner was, was was gangster the tunnel the tunnel um when they announce when he, when he, when he gets out of the tunnel and he, oh yeah he, he gets that cop the dirty, the dirty cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, you even think he has a little bit of remorse for him? I think, you know, you think you're gonna, think you gonna spare him.
0: What you do now is for your yeah, family. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. It's like, you make a good police officer. Yeah, it's just like. no, fuck no but you you're a mule. you yeah, so right, you're poof, fair game. Poop. And then he goes into the other guy. The, Manuel Diaz, Manuel the second Diaz, man. Yeah, Manuel Diaz. Shooting. Do you Right. It's <laughs> That, that I got, I got. whole scene, even down to the cinematography, like, the way it's just dark and they're driving. And yeah. You, know, you see his car headlights. Um. And you go into that large mansion. They're eating dip, the Man. And he's a, he is a he is an assassin.
0: Yeah. Just Proficient. Perf- just, just
1: yeah. Just kills the bodyguards with ease. Mm-hmm. Leaves the, the... Leaves the car just running like that. How do you yeah. get out of the car? Oh, okay. Even the, um, the he, housemaid or he whatever. Scared, he scares he me. He goes and he sits. You think he's... You think he, his beef is just weird. with with the main guy? Of he up. kills the whole family with like two seconds. <laughs> like time to
0: meet God. Like, what? Like, and when the audience, yeah, when he's I was like, it, yeah, he said
1: time to meet time to meet the creator.
0: <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and I was <of> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: but before then, he was like, not in front of my boys. Right. Don't worry, it wasn't in front of your yeah, boys. Yeah, your
1: boys went before you. They took the lead. And the audience, when I
0: saw it in the theater, yeah. we were like, did he really? Then we saw their bodies
1: in full of holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, he did. That, that's definitely my favorite scene. I was just like, whoa. It was cold blooded, but cold blooded, well yeah. done. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. The, the sequel was not directed by Dennis Villanueva, but um, the third oh, one. Oh yeah. have you
1: Is the third one coming out? Yeah, the third one is. Oh, yeah, okay. the third one is coming out. The sequel was okay. Not
0: not nearly as good as the first one.
1: Yeah, and and you would, and uh, I suspect the third
0: one's going to really be the one that's going to like make up for the, the second, second one. one. Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
1: So, but yeah, that was my favorite scene. Um, I'm also thinking where else. Obviously, the, when, they, when they're going through Juarez with the... Oh, you know, at the border. Yeah. yeah. And like, it looked very... I've been to Mexico a few times. So I was like, yeah, these look like the streets of Mexico. But this looks like the hood of yeah. Mexico. So it was pretty cool to just kind of see that. And, um, they, and they also made
0: a reference to how back in 1900, President Taft, when he went down to Mexico to talk with the Mexican president and brought yeah. 4,000 troops with him. Yep. Like it was that dangerous?
1: That dangerous, man. So, yeah, I mean, scenes I come off the top of my head. Those are the ones that I like most. What about you? And I'll you the end when <laughs> he goes and confronts. A, Emily. Um, yeah. Emily. And Emily, is Emily is once like, It's not really personal, dog. It's, it's how we do business. It's just how we do business. And okay.
0: It would be committing suicide if you didn't sign this. Yeah,
1: exactly, I was just like, what?
0: Basically just that we did everything by the book. Right. And the thing is, it's like, no, you're not, but your boss has said, I don't even know everything that y'all do. Yeah. Just get it done. And, and
1: if she refused to sign, they would've buried her. They, they would've, yeah. They would've buried her, which is why he was saying, it's suicide if you don't sign it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And, he, when he was, and even
0: Josh Bowen's character was telling her when he explained to her what the, what the whole operation is about, really, yeah. she's like, I'm gonna tell them, I'm gonna blow up your whole operation. That would be a major mistake, Kate.
1: Yeah. You don't. You just. There are places. There are certain. I I the mean, most dangerous Alphabet Boys is the CIA though. Them baddies are crazy. Yeah, they don't. They are.
0: They are. And the only reason they were like we said earlier, the only reason they were able to do all this within U.S. territories because they had an FBI agent as part of the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. it's a technical yeah, requirement. Yeah, requirement yeah. yeah,
1: they technically he can't operate in the U.S. without uh, like a domestic, FBI, like DEA, yeah, agent or somebody. Domestic agent attached. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, those, the, for me, they're the most dangerous. They're capable of anything. Intelligence agency in America. The second come prove that. Dangerous and ruthless. And, they're and ruthless. They got not tell on everybody, even yeah. us probably. Yeah, they're ruthless, man. I, I don't, that's a different, before we get clipped, that's a different. I have my own opinion about the CIA, man, and what they've done in the continent of Africa. So that's different. But yeah, yeah what the, are your favorite scenes?
0: My favorite scene, know, yeah, one of my favorite scenes is at the border when they're gonna extract it, uh, uh, Guillermo Diaz, right? When they're extracting him. Oh, yeah, 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 And what's it called? And they got the Mexican police right behind them, right? And then Del Toro's character is like, keep an eye on the Mexican police.
1: They're not always a good person. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that scene. Mm-hmm. When they cross the border
0: and they're like. And then they, they leave them. And they're right at the border and there's a traffic jam and they're yeah. looking around and they see anybody who looks suspicious. suspicious. Yeah. Yep. Like a, a, a green Honda Civic yeah. or a red Toyota with a yeah. bunch of with a, with a bunch of tato- tattooed on their yeah. heads. Like yeah. you know, all, just like R. Kelly at a Chuck E. cheese you niggas are automatically already sustained. you right. You're
1: right. It's crazy. Um and that was like a rude awakening for, for Blunt's, uh, Blunt's character. Yeah. yeah because she's like, what the, what, the what the fuck is going on? And she had to shoot somebody. Yeah. To shoot her, yeah. Yeah. When, when she gets back, it was, to it, was, it was a, it was a cricket cop. Actually. Yeah, it was a crooked cop. Yeah. yeah. It was a cricket cop. The next yeah. Minute. Yeah. Like you yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, he told her, yeah, they are not always the good guys. Exactly.
0: He was about to shoot her. Yeah. When she clipped him first. Yeah. But when she gets back to the base, she's like, fuck. She's like, you guys are spooks. That's what you are. No, we're not. We're DOD advisors. Yeah. (laughs) It's a vague term. (laughs) DOD advisors. Right.
1: Right.
0: CIA. Just say that. Yeah. If I was with them, I'd be like, you know what? I don't care as long as we get getting shit done. Yeah, man. Yeah, man.
1: That, um, this is a real chance to get shit
0: done. I mean, really, it's like sometimes you gotta code outside the lines.
1: Exactly, exactly. Now nah, that's actually a really good scene. I forgot about that
0: one. And another one. Yeah. What's what's it called? When, when we first see Josh Bro, actually, the opening scene at that house in Chandler, Arizona, that
1: suburban. Uh, that oh, when they, house. when they when they when they break it? Yeah, when they woo. break in. Yeah, they the dead bodies. The dead bodies buried woo. in the walls. That falls. was that was cold. And and the booby trapped The uh, ball? Yeah. Boy. Yo, there's actually quite quite some some interesting scenes in this, in this movie, like crazy, it's wild. Crazy wild Yo, scenes, what yeah. the hell? Like what just, kind of, they just leave you like, what the fuck? Yeah. Just happened?
0: And, and Roland's character, the way he was introduced, so flipping it's like, yeah, he's not even dressed professionally, he has like right. a, a Hawaiian shirt on, some flip-flops. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm like, who the hell is this, this guy? guy. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. We find out soon enough, like, okay, he's, there's a reason he's like, that he's just so resigned, that he's just, yeah. His work his was like breathing it's, it's to him. It's nothing
1: new to him, yeah, That's yeah. so all, yeah, it's just... Interrogation, crazy. killing the enemy, yeah. and just like that. No emotion attached, so there's mm-hmm. no need to like, look the part, go no, with shit. Yeah, flippancy too, it's yeah, like... Yeah, exactly, what? exactly. It's gonna be a good day. Well said. What are
0: we gonna do? We are right. gonna fuck with my Diaz's wallet. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> and that scene, that scene in the bank scene was like... Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. showing me a new way to launder my money, thank you. Right, but exactly, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. exactly. Like, and he used them as bait in that scene. Pretty much, yeah, he did. He, and he told her not to go in yeah. the bed, but he was he counting on her going in he he she was going to do it, yeah. Yeah, like, what's it called?
0: And we figured they would follow you, and this is yeah, good. it's good, yeah. You've yeah. used me as bait, aren't you? And you report.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: and if you think about it from a meta perspective, when they interrogate the John Bernthal's character, Ted, the cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From a meta sense, what's it called? You got Thanos. You got the Collector. And you got the Punisher in the same That's scene. Like,
1: oh, one scene.
0: We'll too. But yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. That's actually a good comparison. Yeah, it was, it's, I
0: like the movie. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, the still, movie. it's still, it's still, it's still a surprising- People don't really talk about
1: it much though. You're right, it's, it's quite, it's kind of swept under the rug, but it's actually a pretty solid Michael re- movie. It is, and a revenge film too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, it is.
0: it is, it is, it is. Yeah, they leave you, they leave you, they leave the mystery about what they're doing at the very end, and it's a shock. Yeah, movie.
1: you're still trying to, that's the thing about this movie, you're still trying to piece it all together As you're going, like, wait. So what the fuck is the purpose of this? Half the time you're like, and then it just comes together at the end. You're like, oh, Uh, yeah, yeah. It's one of the movies that
0: leaves you thinking at the end and talking about it, like, yeah, especially in relation to how our government really operates. Because along with this and House of Cards, the first two seasons. I still haven't
1: seen that, but I heard that's good. Yeah,
0: the first two or three seasons is all you need to see. Okay. Yeah, but what's it called? A friend of mine, a classmate of ours, in fact, he works for Congress and told me around the first season of House of Cards, yeah. that's exactly what those motherfuckers do to get shit done. <laughs> they really do a glass of whiskey in their desk and they snort coke when they think nobody's looking. I believe
1: it, I believe it, shit. Believe Whatever that. happens in Wall Street happens in the, in the. In the, in the in long, yeah. Well, Congress, they're no different. Congress, yeah. Even, even, even law for—I
0: mean, lawmakers are allowed to be degenerates.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, man. So, but it's a great movie. Definitely, if you haven't seen it, definitely recommend. Most stuff def- If you have seen it, in the comments, definitely you know chime like, in, chime in your favorite scenes, scenes, what your thoughts, the overall thoughts of the movie. And, yeah, yeah, we welcome that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, okay. man. Okay,
0: um, what well, shall we go to next? Uh. Chronic, Chronic Traumatic Encephalopathy, AKA CTE. CTE is a neurodegenerative disease that's linked to repeated head trauma. And the most documented cases have occurred in athletes involving striking-based combat sports like boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, Muay Thai, I hope I said that right, Hence hence the original name dementia pugilistica, which is Latin for a fistfighter's dementia. Yeah,
1: I've heard that term a lot. Dog dog Latin, yeah. yeah.
0: And even American contact sports, football, uh, Australian rules football, hockey, rugby, um, association football, soccer, and pro wrestling. Yeah, Pro wrestling is primarily what we're going to be focusing on, but also baseball, basketball, and um, what else? Military combat arms operations too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And other risk factors include for CTE include being in the military, a prior domestic violence experience, and repeated banging of the head. Yeah, the exact amount of trauma that's required for the condition to occur is still unknown. And as of 2022, a definitive diagnosis can only occur at autopsy.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, the NFL, though, um, the NFL, they were under fire for this for years. Um, They didn't properly or sufficiently Mm -hmm. warn any of their players about the risks of, C- of CTE, which led to the 2011 NFL lockout. Yeah. And the 2015, <laughs> Will Smith, again. <laughs> we oh, got yeah. Will Smith. Tell the truth. Concussion, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which ex- where he played Bennett Omalu, who yeah. first identified CTE in football players and, w- and fought against the NFL's suppression of CTE evidence in their players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vince McMahon, he tried a similar thing in pro wrestling, he tried to sweep CTE um, issues under the rug, but in 2016, July of 2016, mm-hmm. 53 professional wrestlers, represented by lawyer Constantine Piros, they filed a lawsuit against the WWE mm-hmm. looking to hold the organization accountable for quote, long-term neurological injuries, yeah. due to multiple concussions and CTE.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, Chris Benoit, he was one of the, what do you have to yeah, I wanted to, talk, well,
1: finish that, but I definitely have some stuff to talk about with Chris Constantine, or whatever his name is. Constantine Kairos. Yeah. And like his journey, I mean, leading to towards his back and forth, well, uh, charges or lawsuits against the uh, the WWE. But yeah. Yeah. Chris Benoit is
0: the most famous known case for CTE right there. Back in back in 2007, when he when he when he murdered his wife and his son, mm-hmm. and then killed himself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that still reverberates throughout the wrestling world. I mean, mm-hmm. so much so that. The, the WWE—they don't have any any merchandise or any any information about Chris Van you know, on the he website. Was
1: basically erased yeah from their memory. Otherwise, he'd be a Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He was that good of a wrestler. He was good, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, man. But yeah, regarding Constantine Kairos, um he got involved with the WWE actually through Billy Jack Haynes. <clears throat> yeah, he had um, issues like he was having like side effects that kind of were drawing towards, you know, possibly having like post-concussion symptoms that could suggest that he's suffering from CTE. Um, and that's kind of what got him involved. Um, the problem with wrestlers that is different from, from football is football, they still have insurance attached to their, uh, to their profession, so the, the WWE it. The NFL has to cover to some extent um, treatment and things of that nature, which is why when they go into like these lawsuits and stuff, the NFL tends to settle a lot, and you know, out of court. Yeah. Whereas the difference in wrestling is each wrestler is considered as an independent contractor. Yeah. So the so because they're independent contractors, the WWE or whatever organization is not responsible for like benefits and things of that nature, like like you would in your usual job. Just like contractors do with, with the federal agency, the federal agency doesn't necessarily provide them with insurance. No, the contract, insurance. the contractor
0: does that, and yeah. even then, only so much or so little in some cases. Exactly, and
1: since they're considered independent contractors, they're technically responsible for their own health insurance and things of that nature, which basically gives the WWE and all those wrestling organizations license to exploit them.
0: Um, Pretty much, yeah. It's like, and when they're not working more, they just kick them out the door right it's, it's like it's like the, it's similar to the record industry the music industry it's like as soon as, as soon as your star power fades away the labels they drop you because right. you can't sell no more they drop you
1: right and, and to add on um kairos actually confronted um uh, an organization called sli called the sports and legacy institute mm. which is basically an institute that works with athletes and contact sports with regarding brain trauma or like head injuries and things of that nature. However, SLI is heavily funded <laughs> by the WWE. <laughs> so they're in their pocket. Yeah. yeah, they're in their pocket. So because of that, a lot of SLI just deals with football players. They, don't, they, they stay away or try to stay away from, from wrestlers. And that's mainly because um, people like Triple H are on their board. Yeah. <laughs> so he covers the WWE's ass. That um,
0: That kind of reminds me of another thing, too. Um, yeah. Remember those beef videos that came out when we were in Yeah, the, the got, rap joints. Yeah, yeah. For Beef uh, 3 or 4, there was supposed to be a segment there about Benzino versus Eminem, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but what's it called? It never got put on there, but you can find it on YouTube. However, the reason it got taken out was because. Be
1: funded by sources on
0: Benzino had some oh, business with the yeah, company yeah, that yeah. produced the beat. QD3, Quincy Jones, his yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He produced the beat videos, and Benzino either was on the, on the board of that company or had some money invested in the company. Save his own ass. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's basically the same thing in this, in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to, to, to continue what I was saying, um, SLI because they're pretty much under the WWE's po- pocket, or in their pocket. Um, the WWE, they've yet to, SLI has yet to touch or deal with any wrestler's brain since 2007. We're in 2022 now. They yeah. haven't touched another wrestler's brain since.
0: 2009 actually, what's it called? Oh, um, we did. And uh, the Dr. Amalu, remember he yeah. the wrestler test. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. what's it called? Yeah. He died in, What's well actually, he got before that, but it was only in 2009 when he did the autopsy that wasn't called, he found CTE in his brain, but mm-hmm. he had what actually killed him was mm-hmm. an accidental drug overdose
1: okay, and that's a, that's a, funny enough, that's one of those reactions to a lot of CTE, so a lot of CTE people, people that suffer from CTE tend to either have like rage because of the pain that's going on in their head or they rely on a lot of drugs to calm that pain, so a lot of times you'll find overdoses related to people that have CTE, because yeah. they tend to, to sway towards you know, drugs to kind of numb that pain a bit. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of them have... Or yeah. suicide is another... Or suicide, suicide, yeah. Suicide is another common, um, but this is very common now, like a lot of these wrestlers, like I, I, I went and dug in a little bit, like a lot of these wrestlers have chimed in on CTE. Kevin Nash, for instance, he's um, touched on like he's had, he's had issues with memory loss mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't rule out the possibility that he might be suffering long term of CT um, Sean now, on been, on yeah it? he's another one he's, yeah. he's been heavy on that like he yeah. said he was even unaware of Concussions and what the symptoms were, so he wrestled and had concussions for for years. Dude,
0: imagine you have a Razor Ramon raw that one match he had where he was on the top rope and mm-hmm. he slipped and hit his, his head, head, yeah, right there, exactly, but still continued his the symptoms, whole match. Right, so but you like, tell he was out. Of yeah, that.
1: right. So like that goes to goes to show you that the WWE did not really educate their athletes or wrestlers on the dangers or the possibilities of head trauma and stuff, but they were fully aware of CTE as early as 1995. They knew it, they didn't tell them Yeah, about it. like funny enough, because they, in, in the court case against uh, Kairos, they've, um, one of the arguments is they weren't aware of CTE or, or post-concussion syndrome, um, even as far, as recent as 2011. However, in a 1995 Raw episode, yeah. they actually <laughs> they actually talk about CTE, well, not exactly, I don't think it was defined yet, but it was like post concussion syndrome. 95, 6 or 7 grade for us. Yeah, so like back then, they talked about how it's related to football, and mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels was suffering from it <laughs> in that current episode. That's just wrong. Right. So. That goes to show you that they were aware of, you know, head trauma. That's a mockery. Right, and so, I mean, in court, technically, they said that, yeah, we weren't aware of it until uh, 2011 or after. No, the court, uh, that shows otherwise, right Yeah, 1995 shows, not to mention Vince McMahon started the XFL in 2001, so he knew very well the dangers involved with head trauma related to football and how it relates to... uh, Did that go under again, the XFL? It's run out. It's back. Um, I know. I know it's back. Yeah, they go yeah.
0: under uh, once more.
1: No, so it went under because of uh, COVID, but now they are about to launch again with the Rock as the as the commissioner this year. Oh, the, the owner. The owner. Yeah. The owner. Yeah. Um, he hate me. He hate me. I remember that 2001 when he hate he hate me came back, but yeah. Um, and there are other. There's another wrestler that is currently is alive, but he's he believes he's suffering under uh, CTE, Rob Van Dam, remember him? RBD, yeah. Yeah, he, um, he actually has a documentary called Head that documents his journey through CTE. Even though he's alive, he's strongly, you can never really be fully diagnosed with CTE unless you're dead, the yeah. your brain. Exactly. But he, with all his symptoms and everything that have been tested and stuff, everything points towards that. So he's a huge advocate of like eliminating, like, the hardcore elements of wrestling like the steel chair, the they've gotten
0: for the most part the re- sorry to cut you off. Cool. For the most part, the wrestling industry responded by like getting more awareness about concussions. Now yeah. um Ameri- now they have American companies, American promotions including the WWE, they ban of direct direct shot chair shots of the head. And you yeah. can still get hit with a chair.
1: It's funny because this is another this is another point of evidence that shows that Vince was very much aware mm-hmm. that Things of that nature, like headshots to the chair, and and you know, head just headshots in general, uh, could cause concussions or post, yeah, like you know, brain drama or trauma or whatever. Rob Van Dam when he came to the WWE originally, um, there was a match where he got hit. One of his first matches, he got hit by a steel chair. And when he went backstage after the match, um, he uh, Vince McMahon went and was like, "Yo." Rob, whenever you're taking a steel chair shot, you always have to, you always put your hand up to cat, to, to,
0: he came to ECW, yeah, awkward. so he
1: was like, he's like, no, I don't need that, he was like, Rob, here you do, here, Rob, I'm like your father, you're like my son, and you, from now on, <laughs> he literally told him that, so this was quote, quote, unquote, from Rob himself, he's like, Vince was like, no, going forward, you put your hand up to absorb the, 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 the shock of the, of the, Because I don't want to get sued. Right. He's like, yeah, for your own good. As a father to a son, you need to listen to me. That's for my own good. Exactly. These are all signs that Vince was fully aware of. He knew. He knew everything.
0: Yeah. And they they have like, what's it called? All performers, they're required to go annual mandatory baseline retesting of brain function, including things like memory, processing speed, reaction time. And they got trainers who are there to implement measures to protect people against head trauma. Yeah, but exactly. I think more. there's more that needs to be done, there needs to be more education, yeah. more research into this, exactly. diagnose people that are living with CTE currently.
1: And for a change, the U.S. government needs to make um, WWE as employers or their superstars to guarantee them health insurance given like the risks that their bodies are and, and whatnot put through throughout this profession and stop this whole technicality of being an independent contractor bullshit man yeah and, and, a, and a growing
0: number of athletes not just pro wrestlers they say who know they've taken headshots who know that they have CTE symptoms throughout the years they said we're gonna donate our brains to science when we're dead yeah Dale or Dale Earnhardt jr uh, Mick Foley mankind yeah okay that that's
1: a good one yeah this, this Jeff is, Hardy right Jeff Hardy uh, Brandy
0: Brandy Chastain, the uh, women woman soccer player yeah,
1: yeah I Apparently Mabel was another one.
0: Ma- Mabel, from Mabel,
1: a, yeah, Mabel China. Mabel, the big guy. Yeah, yeah, King Viscera. Mabel. Yeah, 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 yeah. King okay. Mabel China. Hmm. Eddie Guerrero was believed to suffer from CTE as well. One of the one of the members of uh, Well Done. Remember that Timothy Well and yeah. uh, other guy. Uh, yeah, I forget. I forget which one. One I of them. It. One of them suffered. Blackjack Mulligan is another one. Mm-hmm. He's the one actually. He was represented. He was one of the superstars that was represented by Kairos. Right. He, he was another one. Jimmy Snooker and uh, Mr. Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji is a big one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, probably,
0: I have to make fun of the guy, but that's probably why he can never say Yokozuna right.
1: Right. Say it with an M. Bye, Yokozuna. Yeah, bye, Yokozuna. But um, yeah, um, and Jim Ross, he, he now runs like a podcast. He's been very uh, adamant about you know the, the existence of CTE in wrestling I and mean, he's, he's been pushing you know, for them to eliminate like steel chair shots and a lot yeah. of like the head
0: those are too brutal. They do. I yeah. mean I remember one back in ninety eight that the rock landed on Kent Shamrock and Shamrock, come on, give it to me. He's on his knees. Oh, God. On his. Yeah,
1: dog. It's like
0: that shit looks so real. Yeah,
1: Ken Shamrock was on that mma when it was like death. Now it's a little bit more controlled. Yeah. Back then what he was doing was was dangerous. Like mm-hmm. like like brutality. So um but yeah um it's an ongoing case with kairos and the wwe the 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 supreme court and the federal government has tried to kind of keep a blind eye or like prolong it as long as possible as long as possible yes yeah um and sli is pretty much a joke when it comes to wrestlers because they're in vince's pocket but um they they're very Active when it comes to like other sports like football. Yeah. Where they, where well, well, yeah, the athletes actually are
0: in a, in a competitive, in a competitive yeah, arena, exactly. Not scripted or, exactly. or performing. Exactly.
1: So in essence, in a nutshell, this is actually a humanitarian crisis. Mm-hmm. It's actually is yeah, actually, actually a humanitarian crisis, and. Um, the, the government needs to be right yeah. by, by, these, by these human beings that are being exploited and have no compensation whatsoever for their injuries and head trauma long term because these are all at the end of the day they're entertainers, but they're also family men family men they got lives yeah yeah, yeah. And but they,
0: they put their bodies on the line every yeah. near every night out of the year yep telling have, a story, yeah. They have
1: like no health compensation, which no. is crazy to me.
0: It is. It is crazy. I mean, the WWF as rich as a company is. They can afford to take care of these boys. Easy. Easy. It's
1: like, this is an element of greed I just don't understand. Mm. Uh, it's like, yeah, so, and they're looking for a way
0: to cut costs.
1: Yeah, man. Like, don't sell so much merchandise. Sometimes right, you much right, right. Right. Like, seriously. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, man. Um, yeah, you want anything else you want to add? Uh, see if I have...
0: I'm only the one guy. Um, he was on uh, MTV's Tough Enough. Remember that show? Yeah. yeah, where, yeah. They, where they where had like WWF wrestlers try out. Yeah, try out. Yeah, I remember
1: that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One guy. He didn't make the cut. He was in the first season. But what's it called? The one where Maven and Nidia where they won. Um, he didn't make the cut, but he started an organization where what's it called? Where he tries to get wrestlers and athletes educated more about CTE. I forget the guy's name. I didn't wow. take it down. I didn't take it down here. I see. But um. Yeah, he's definitely trying to make it so that people become more aware of CTE. I
1: see. Yeah, the, honestly, a lot of them are unaware. Maybe now more so because it's become more mainstream and people are talking about it more when it comes to contact sports. But in the era that we watched it, a lot of them were unaware. Yeah. Like, uh, when you listen to the interviews, they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. But it's definitely new, though. There's yeah, they them, yes. Yeah, he just exploited them as always. He always exploits them. So. It's unfortunate, and he needs—he's gonna get what he's do there, man. I can't. Vince is just—he's I mean, a just terrible human being. He had a great vision. He, like wrestling was definitely like one of our highlights of child, in our childhood. But but, I think, but but knowing
0: knowing what we know as adults, it's like it's I, easy for us to say that Vincent, man, you're an asshole.
1: Yeah, he's a dick. Uh, it's fucked up, man. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah. All right. Yeah, moving on.
0: Moving on. Um, okay. Next, we're going to talk about the FX series Snowfall. Yeah. It's created by the late writer-director John Singleton, R.I.P. Let, let me just say this about Singleton. I'm glad he was one of the direct one of the. One, one of our directors that told the stories for black America. The legend, man. Yeah, well, so boys in the hood. Yeah. And even here on Snowfall, it's like the first episode, he kind of lampshades himself with like the characters, Franklin, Franklin oh, and Leon. He's yeah, yeah. like, get the fuck out of here, little boy. Ain't yeah, 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 no niggas making no movies in the hood. Yeah, yeah, that's remember, supposed to be Singleton. I
1: remember
0: that. Yeah, just, just like Singleton yeah, yeah. was kind of a stand, like like the character Trey was kind of a stand in for Singleton because Cause Trey was a comic book collector. He gotta, he gotta catch it in the movie. Where he has a bunch of comics on his desk when he's a teen. And re, when he was a boy, when Chris and Dovoy asked him, Do you still collect comics? We got more comics than a motherfucker. Singleton oh. was a, John Singleton was a big comic collector too. I see. Yeah, Kevin Smith confirmed that.
1: Oh, I see. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah rest in peace, man. He's, he's a legend. Yeah. This um Snowfall though, the story, it came out, it started in 2017, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. about the rise about the rise of cocaine and eventually crack cocaine in South Central Los Angeles in the mid-1980s. The main character is Franklin Saint, played by English actor Damson Idris.
1: Niger-, Niger Boy first, <laughs> Niger Boy first, then English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And it shows the shift in the drug game from, from different perspectives. From his perspective, like the black gangs, the Mexican cartels, the Jewish gangsters, the law enforcement officers, reporters, civilians, and finally the CIA.
1: Nigeria, de Carillas, holding it down for the continent. Nigeria, de Carillas. Damn, so interesting. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta shout him out for you know, for, for the continent. Yeah,
0: I didn't, I didn't even know. Well, I, I should have known by his name. What's it called? That he was. Well, I knew by his name that he was African, but I didn't know that he was also English yeah because so, yeah. his accent his west coast accent really which is good. so good it's really on good on point it's really good
1: yeah. and, he, and he said on
0: either uh jimmy kimmel live or stephen colbert how he learned because uh so mac dub c
1: c was yeah, actually WC. his dialect coach yeah dub c was his dialect coach, yeah, his dialect coach. Yeah.
0: and he told me he's like he told me mate we're gonna go downstairs we to go to Popeyes, put some honey on them but the a G thing <laughs> like i didn't
1: even know what Popeyes was <laughs> like, yeah he sounds hilarious when you actually listen to him in actual actual accent yeah but he actually, he's actually very um, he's he's very Nigerian leader as well. So he can actually speak in Nigerian accent as well. Cause you know he's grew up in the culture. You know, you know how it goes. like put, bring him around Godfrey
0: and Rotimi. put him around. Make him yeah, the, yeah. Make him the third. No, person. I've seen I him
1: around. I've seen him around. Um, Burna Boy, the, the artist. Oh yeah. Yeah, he goes like full Nigerian in that joint, man. Like. Like, proper, so just mm-hmm. kudos to him be it down,
0: man. When brothers in this country, when they know they got Nigerian background, they immediately convert over, start of talking each other like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a, a cultural thing, yeah.
1: Culture, man, so for sure. Uh, I, he a cool dude, man. I like to meet. I like to meet him one day. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a hell
0: of a good actor. He's a fun actor to watch. Like he's got that that big style of acting, like that yeah. Royal Academy shit. He's he's actually
1: in England. He's from Peckham, which is like black, it's like. A, when I was living there, it was hood. Yeah. I don't know what it is now, but back in the day, it was like hood, it was like a hood, hood area with like heavily concentrated black people like in the London area. Okay. But- It's um, a
0: call back to Sicario, and no, him and Daniel Kaluuya, they're both pals.
1: Yeah, and he's another one here from Kenya, of course. Yeah. Kenya boy. Yeah, so, but like, um, yeah, they go back. They actually go back before their careers blew up. They knew each other in the UK, so um, yeah. yeah. Also
0: starring in a, in a snowfall, you got a uh, Carter Hudson who plays Teddy McDonald slash Reed Thompson, the CIA agent. Yeah. Uh, Sergio perez Manchetta who plays uh, Gustavo Zapata, also former pro wrestler turned uh, guy, <laughs> former pro wrestler turned uh, <laughs> and turned a bodyguard. Yeah, man. Michael Hyatt who plays uh, Sissy Saint Franklin's mother. Amin Joseph Jerome Saint Sissy's brother and Franklin's uncle. Big man with a Jerry curl. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Donkey Kong with a jerry curl. Yeah,
1: man. You all niggas been already learn how to squabble? Angel
0: Lewis plays his, his wife, uh, uh Louie. Great actress in this
1: John. Right? Isaiah John, he's good. I like that dude, too. Leon, Leon. Franklin's best yeah, friend. Yeah, he dope. His son looks just like him. He just had his son. He's like a spinning image of
0: him. And um, last two, but not least. Alon Moni Ababal, he plays uh, Avi Drexler, the Jewish monster. Yeah, funny guy. And DeAndre Bonds, Scully. <laughs> Sc- that's my favorite character of the show, dog. What can we say about Scully that hasn't already been the title of a Richard Pryor record? <laughs> dog, Scully crazy.
1: is a legend, dog. He's a, Christian, he's a devout Christian, but he's homicidal. He'd be justifying all his homicides with some scripture, dog. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, hey, it's that's like, guy, And the funny thing is, it's like, <laughs> you, you, you're not wrong. <laughs> Man Scully was crucifying people, dog.
0: Any, any, <laughs> any, 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 any more, oh my god. And he and drugged drug Jerome and Louie's wedding. No. Like, also with LSD. LSD the whole joint, yeah. man. Yo, on that one scene that one scene, did you know? Did you see this? Did you catch this in that wedding scene when they're all stoned? When Jerome and Louie are walking, did you see two people fucking in the background? No, I'm excited. Shit, a... <laughs> yeah, they were, they were!
1: You can't even can find it on YouTube, dude. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta catch it. I gotta rewatch the episode. That episode caught me over the loop. I was like, "What, what is wrong with everybody?" A, it, it was a one-off of the show. It was just to provide a laughing, some entertainment to the show, and insight in the frame. Yeah, head, that's right, exactly, exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, because yeah. like you're wondering what the hell's going on with everybody, and then you realize they are stoned. Stone, shout out to Scully, Scully. He told that girl to go. Yeah, out. yeah. he Put that strawberry in the chocolate.
1: With whatever, whatever, whatever that was.
0: The you LAC, put,
1: yeah. you put it in the, in, the, in the strawberries
0: and chocolate. Put everybody on acid at a wedding. I, Hilarious.
1: That's
0: that's that's the wrong.
1: That's just wrong that's and rude. God, dog. That's my guy. You, you don't dose
0: people at a wedding.
1: That was acid. Shout out to Skelly, dog. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, I, no comment. No more
1: comment. Skelly's
0: <laughs> the man. Um, the um, the series though it follows Franklin Saint's rise in the drug trade from a doe-eyed college dropout. Yeah. who works part-time at like a convenience store mm-hmm. to becoming a ruthless drug kingpin in a sense it's kind of like breaking bad which was yeah kind of which was as the showrunner vince gilligan said yeah. it's about turning mr chips into scarface yeah
1: yeah yeah sort
0: of yeah yeah but they did. but with this show they wanted to see all sides of the rise of crack they cocaine mean, they in los they angeles do it well. yeah
1: they do
0: it well. yeah they show like season one mm-hmm. that that that's that set during the rise of crack cocaine and shortly I mean, the rise of cocaine, and shortly after the crack epidemic in Los Angeles mm-hmm. in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these courses, all these characters are on a collision course with each other. Franklin, he's just learning about cocaine, even though his uncle's a pot dealer. Yeah. Um, what's it called? He wants to make real money when he runs across an Israeli coke dealer named Avi. Yeah. Right.
1: Random, but
0: yeah. And later, working for him, he finds a new way to bring to bring cocaine, mm-hmm. to bring cocaine to the forefront. Crack cocaine. A Mexican luchador named uh, Gustavo, he's hired, he's hired, um, what's it called, by a Mexican heiress, a cartel heiress, uh, Lucia Villanueva. I hope they bring her back. Me I too, like though. I liked her. Yeah. I was
1: like, when did she come I hope he in the next season. I hope she comes back. She was a good good part of the show.
0: Yeah, and Teddy, Teddy was recruited by, he's a CIA agent.
1: Reed.
0: Uh, or Reed Thompson, yeah. <laughs> he's a, he a sneaky motherfucker.
1: He is. <laughs> the injection, the injection specialist, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh mm-hmm. man loves him some needles.
0: Yeah, he does, man. He, Funny guy,
1: dog.
0: Yeah, he was recruited by a Nicaraguan national into smuggling cocaine in order to fund a secret war against the communists, but ends up getting involved with the Mexicans and Franklin, too. Yep. 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 Yeah, each one of them are looking to get big in this drug business, but they all intersect in an explosive way.
1: Yep. Bruh. It's a lot to unpack, uh, It's a lot, the yeah. Crack, the crack epidemic is a lot to unpack. Like, once again, the hypocrisy behind the U.S. government, um, yeah. the way they victimized or criminalized a lot of the low-income black communities, where at the same time, yeah, how they, yeah, my bad, hmm. how they criminalized a lot of the low-income black communities, but at the same time, they, were, they, were, they actually funded a lot of these, this, this, the crack epidemic um, as far as smuggling in the cocaine to fund their own Cold War. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just... It's just it is just, hypocritical, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, lots, of black,
0: lots of brown and black woke up got put in jail behind this crap.
1: And today we have our opioid epidemic and people are having like, facilities and hospitals to actually help them through... If you were to run that back to like the eighties, same situation, people will get put in jail rather than being helped. Hypocrisy 101 on right there in your face, man. But right. it, it, it's too emotional to talk too much about. cause I didn't get blown and that's not about this this, this segment. So yeah.
0: Yeah, they got season two, what's it called? Um, Franklin's now running a smooth drug empire. Yeah. He introduced crack cocaine to the neighborhood. Um what's it called? Um Teddy's War on Communism with the CIA. It's been denied, so he, he becomes an independent contractor. Yeah. Using his family. This guy Teddy, he just really doesn't give a damn. I mean he's got a son, doesn't really give a damn about he's him? Fucked up. His brother. Oh my god. Oh his yeah. Made, I forgot about him. That made me so mad. He's a junkie. Now, he became one because what's it called? Oh, yeah. Not even, he didn't even become a junkie, just nah. like, what's it He was forced to snort all that coke right by the medical. Oh yeah, so that kinda of got him hooked. It Kinda sort of. Not even hooked, it's like he had ca- cardiac arrhythmia and eventually died of a heart attack because, because they forced him to, to sort all that coke and it was still in his system days later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and Teddy forgot t-
1: about that scene actually.
0: And the funny thing is their father was played by John Deal, who played a Larry Zito on an, on another cop drug drama, Miami Vice. Oh 80s. from
1: the eighties. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have a show. This show. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yep, That's another show based on the drug uh, cocaine smuggling. Yeah. And through Florida. Through Florida yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and, and then in the season two, uh, Gustavo also, he's a major partner with the with the Villanueva Villanueva cartel now. Mhm. And Franklin's forced to make difficult choices, like killing some of his own people in order to maintain yeah. his deals. Yeah and like becoming more, and later seasons, what he does when he starts actually buying properties in order to launder his money, yeah. like like destroying
1: black families, putting black yeah. businesses out of, yeah. out of commission. Yeah.
0: It's like, are you serious?
1: Becomes part of the system, dog. It becomes, yeah, like the, 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 the library,
0: that bookstore that was black owned. Yeah. yeah. That made me angry. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was messed up, man. Yeah. He became a product of the system. Pretty much. Just like cutthroat, just, Greed and like not caring about what you're doing to your surroundings, as long as you're good. Mm-hmm. But, good. but the way Franklin's got
0: to discipline his people at times, it's like with Funny Leon. Self. In the car? Yeah, Leon. What's the car? Leon, what did he do? Uh, he, when he shot up Scully, he tried to shoot up Scully and oh, ended up yeah. killed the, the daughter? The daughter of
1: the car, yeah.
0: Yeah, or, he had be- or somebody he had beef with, and Franklin's like, I built this shit. Me,
1: what by brick. I and
0: I'll be damned if I let you tear down because oh, you don't like how I'm not a nigga talk. Yeah, dog. that was one of the
1: greatest scenes of the show. Yeah, when, when Franklin has to curse somebody, out or yell, I got to
0: take care of my, 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 my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the way he, when he cooks out is funny as hell.
1: It is. And this
0: season, the, the season just <laughs> passed, season five, yeah. the season finale, the way he was curving yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it yeah. was warranted,
0: though. It was warranted. Yeah. Like,
1: if if they, somebody they took lot my money, i would be mad, too. Them dirty, man.
0: Yeah, reed did him dirty man not only did he, like, did he agree to a partnership with louis and jerome mm-hmm. but also took photos of franklin's uh financials so he could take all of yeah, his, yeah, money take all his
1: money yeah. and not give it back yeah
0: like you can't franklin has no legal claim on that money but it's At like
1: all.
0: yeah the thing is if we could take it that easily that proves one thing that money wasn't laundered it
1: was yeah 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 it wasn't clean it wasn't clean yeah yeah, it wasn't clean, yeah.
0: But Franklin did but Franklin got back he he, he didn't get back at lead but he he's did some a, moves
1: he's a smart kid so he's always thinking he think he thinks I ahead think yes about the next
0: move he thinks ahead uses whoever yeah. and oh my goodness even though and shout out to John singleton he may be dead now but what's it called his presence his input on this show lives on he must yeah. have wrote he must have wrote ideas at least for seasons four five and six
1: yeah 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 absolutely um I'm curious to see, I, I honestly, this season was a little slow for me, the, the latest one. And mm-hmm. like, especially after the LSD episode, I'm like, where are they taking this? But and then the finale was like, wow, okay, this is about to get. Because I, I was like, how the hell are they gonna have a whole other, the way this season is going, I don't, pop, I don't. The beginning is like they talk about Len Bias, right? Yeah, Him shout dying. out to the UMD. Yeah, to uh, and he
0: was, about to, he was about to go to the Celtics too. he was about to, he yeah. got drafted, yeah. got so, drafted in so, days. Ball. And they actually dramatized his death in the show, right? South, South Commons
1: campus. You mm-hmm. know what that is. My turks know where
0: that is. It's about the rise. This season has been like the ri- about the rise and fall of stars, if you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Bias, he was a rising star. And what happens? Shot down. Yeah. And Franklin's boy in that same episode, Rob, the white boy that he was forced to kill, he gets yeah. died looking at what? Haley's Comet.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, um, that,
0: that, that the whole the whole uh, the whole astronomy yeah, aspect yeah, yeah, of yeah, in the and first episode. The yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that whole that whole was like okay, whoever was whoever wrote this episode had mustn't be an astronomer.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: exactly. And the show though, this season though, like they got the LA games and the crash unit. Yeah. yeah the crash unit, yeah. they finally bring that in and that was heavily used in the film Colors from eighty eight.
1: I actually haven't seen that. Really? I haven't. I heard it's good
0: though. Sean Penn, Robert Duvall, yeah, that was a yeah. good one. Yeah,
1: I've
0: heard of it. I just haven't seen it. Um, what's it called? Uh, yeah, Franklin and the. The thing is, the way that the season starts off with, mm-hmm. it's a year after, after season four. So, yeah. Franklin, Franklin, after Franklin pulled that Kaiser sosie move at the end of season four with Melody, when yeah. you think he's gonna kill her, yeah, 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 yeah. And he limps away, then tosses a cane away, starts walking straight like Kaiser Sozzy yeah. and the usual suspects. Yeah. 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 And that's another thing, too. A Melody, yeah. the actor that plays Melody, she's from Maryland, actually. Oh, really? The actress, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. And the scene where she gets hooked on crack cocaine, and we see her spiraling downward oh. with the song, uh, "Everything's Alive right in the Sunshine," yeah, 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 yeah. the Roy Ayers song, yeah. Yeah. When yeah, we see her downward spiral, selling Pixar. everything out of her room just to get another hit. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was like, it was ugly. It was, it was an and ugly, a, situation. and it's, and the way they they use the, that positive, uplifting song, feel good song in the background as like a as like a very ironic juxtaposition. Like paradox
1: almost. Yeah, like yeah, a,
0: yeah paradox and juxtaposition. Yeah. That was dope. It was. It was. Yeah. But the show I like how it really is there's no anachronisms in there. It's just pure it's pure eighties.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The clothes to the,
1: the outfits. Movies, cars. He remind I love the way he dresses in that show, by the way. Very good style. Mm-hmm. GQ. It reminds me of Michael Jordan can't dress with shit, but in the eighties mm-hmm. when he when he was Coming out of North Carolina going into the league, he was dressing well back then. His style back then is very similar to uh Franklin's in the show. Yeah. But then fast forward to when he became a pro. He, he became a straight bamboo. He, he still today he yeah. can't dress. Even in, he, he's still wearing baggy stuff. Yeah, he can't dress for I shit. I
0: remember when he was coaching the Wizards he was kinda wearing some baggy yeah. like jinko jeans, damn yeah, it.
1: Yeah, yeah, he still wears that shit, man. But in the eighties when he was young and he had a little bit of hair, even yeah, he he could he, his, his style was very nice, very similar to how Franklin dresses in, in the
0: show. Yeah, so, Franklin dresses nice, so is clean, it. yeah, nice. So, and so does Idris. He must have like a Dancer must have like a, some input on like Franklin's fashion. Yeah, probably, 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 probably. Yeah, the only the only other show that I can think of that actually follows like that is in the eighties and follows like a bunch of eighties. Uh, like I remember that that is eighties. Stranger Things.
1: Yeah, matter of fact, Stranger Season Four. Stranger Things. One of the reasons why I fell in love with that show when it first came out, I, I got on it before it became popular, mm-hmm. and it was the nostalgia effect it gave me, even from episode season one. It's season one, yeah. I, I, it reminded me of like my childhood, like, growing up with my sisters in Ghana and in the UK. A lot of the stuff that was incorporated in that show like reminded me of the stuff that they were into and the stuff that I enjoyed mm-hmm. a lot as a child. So. Yeah, shout out to that, even um, um, Power, Raising Canaan. That's 90s, yeah. It was, it was 90s, huh? That I, was 90s. Was I thought it was late 80s, early 90s. Oh, that was
0: the 90s, it's gotta uh, be mid 90s.
1: Oh. Raising Canaan? Oh, really? That's early, actually, you
0: know what, 93, 94, because you hear who got the props up in there by Black okay. Moon. Okay, okay,
1: because yeah, even the fashion sense back then is, mm-hmm. you can tell this is very retro. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, any things you particularly liked about the show all of the season this past season that just passed
0: the past season one one of the things I like was what's it called the um, the season finale for season 5 yeah. which was that like Anthony said it started off slow at first so you don't know where the hell they're taking this but yeah. as it as it oh, goes man, on the finale, great. the finale everything came to a head and the one scene I love in there was what's it called when Franklin takes what Technically, really isn't his, but does it anyway. Yeah. And they got the Phil Collins in the air tonight oh, playing in the background.
1: Perfect, perfect music for that. And, and that's a shout out.
0: And that's another. That's another like callback to Miami Vice as well. The pilot episode yeah. of Miami Vice where they use that song. And that's deemed is one of the best scenes ever in TV history.
1: The, for the for Miami Vice. Yeah. The, when Crockett and they they're driving,
0: and, and Phil and the songs went in the background. Yeah, 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 how much yeah. time we got? Yeah, yeah. Just stop
1: I definitely know that scene you're talking about. Yeah,
0: the way they use it in Snowball though, when he's walking towards uh Kane's hospital room. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. I can feel like yo. This is gonna be iconic. Yeah.
1: yeah. This is gonna
0: be as iconic as Tommy in power book book two coming out the made men on that brown stone. Yeah. Many men.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, actually. Um, it's funny because like you were saying, like, the show I was like there's no way like based on how slow this was, was, was progressing I'm like there's no way they can make another season out of this and actually be good because there's n- based on how slow this season is the next season could not possibly be good but the way it ended next season is about to be some heat oh yeah it's going to be <laughs> it is Jer- about to be some heat it's Jerome be- and Louis versus Franklin yeah yeah And Kane and, versus Jerome and Louis and what's what's to become of Teddy Aka uh, Teddy, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: He basically Reed. he got that he got Franklin's money, so he's gonna get that. He's gonna use it to buy his way back into the CIA as right, an agent, right? Right, and
1: now we
0: have. And, but his girl got kidnapped. Yeah,
1: that and then now there's like a corporation of the KGB because of Boston his mom's. I don't know how yeah. that's gonna. Yeah, because
0: she made friends in Cuba. Yeah,
1: Cuba. That's there's a lot of interesting stuff they can expound on. We still don't, We still don't know what happened to Alton. Most likely, he's dead right exactly that too mm-hmm. that
0: too but we'll see next season yeah. when that happens um yeah. next year next year probably or possibly next september this september who knows
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: speaking of returns this friday ozark oh,
1: yeah. second half of the final season. final season i'm looking forward to that, that me too be, that should be hot probably, probably go through that yeah. thing in like two days i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna devote the whole day to that yeah, thing. yeah i want to yeah. see everything that goes on That's such a good show
0: yeah, it's addictive. It's addictive. Yeah. And, it's, and like and like Ozark, Snowfall, they do like a different thing with a logo every season. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I noticed
0: that. Yeah, at one point it was a city on fire. Yeah. Then it was the suburbs of, of of Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, they do a lot of... Yeah, and,
1: creative art with, mm-hmm. the, with the lettering. And originally, in the first season, it was like a,
0: a crack spring. Yeah, down. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, they did. It's a good
0: show. Snowfall even without John Singleton's influence, it still is a good depiction of crack cocaine's rise Absolutely. in the 80s and the scene of the different lenses. Oh,
1: exactly. All directions, yeah. all lenses, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. if, you, if you haven't watched, definitely recommend it. And if you do watch and you're up to up to speed, definitely leave some comments about what you like about the show, what are your favorite characters. Um, and if you're like into like the war on drugs and its history, like I am, to chime in on what you think was accurate, what you think was fiction, because uh, apparently the show was actually loosely based on pre-Ray Ricky Ross, I don't know how true that is.
0: And a lot of the singleton in the 80s growing up, We love that environment. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> yeah,
1: just let us know what you think about the show, mm-hmm. and about the episode as well, what, what we discussed. Right, right. Your feedback is always welcome, good or bad, we love it all. We're here for the smoke. All of it. Yeah, man, so... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Anything else you wanna? I got nothing else in here at all. Nah, um, Snowfall or Sicario or CTE, I got nothing. Okay. Okay, um, I um, guess I guess that just about wraps it up for folks. Yeah, Um.
1: we will come back to you soon about uh, what we're going to do for our next episode. For episode six, yeah, we're gonna have a
0: commercial for that. Yeah. But we nonetheless requested you stay tuned in. Keep watching. We thank you for, for our subscribers and our viewers.
1: And then you spread the word, pass it on to others. Yeah. Also, in another one of our projects, the VFL Victory Lounge Formation Victory Formation Lounge podcast. Yeah. We're going to touch on the, uh, the draft that is this week, so expect an episode next week. We will be throwing that at you as well. But we welcome all the feedback. We are grateful for your following and your listening and staying with us this long. We really appreciate it. We can't stress that enough. Love for the love always. And we'll see you next episode. Next episode it is. Peace. Peace.